Welcome back to another mini episode of College Basketball Recruiting Weekly. It is rankings week, and we are coming to you with each passing class. The class of 2024 came out on Monday. Today is Wednesday, and we've got the class of 2025. Joining me to break it all down is Travis Branham. Travis, let's start right at the top of the class. Going to get right to it. How many players do you think are in contention for the number one spot? In my opinion, this is currently a two-man race. Uh, between A.J. DeBanting, Cameron Boozer. Now, my take is a little bit different than I would say uh, appears as the consensus. I actually think this is a much tighter race for number one than uh, many others believe. Cameron Boozer, um, in my opinion, he's been dominant every single step of the way, as has A.J. DeBanting. Credit to A.J. He did it on the 17U Nike EYBL circuit this past summer while Cameron was playing down with the 16s. Now, on the national high school stage, I would say Cameron's been just as, if not more, dominant than A.J. DeBanza has. Um, and, and A.J. shows a lot of versatility um, on both ends of the court, elite instincts and IQ for the game. But Cameron has continued to progress in his game, particularly in the area uh, as a jump shooter. I think that's, a uh, again, an area he's really improved in. He's now stretching out to three and making shots off one and two dribble pull-ups uh, while also being just a physical force on the boards scoring inside and out in another area in his game that I think it's uh, a bit overshadowed is his ability to pass the ball just his overall IQ and how he sees the floor he can distribute to teammates and that's an area he can can really grow in especially as he uh, is able to put the ball on the ground draw help side defenders and then start dishing and kicking out the teammates curious what do you think I agree completely um and in fact I would say this that if uh, I needed to win a high school basketball game today. Cameron Boozer would be one of the two players I took regardless of class, and he'd be the first player in this class. The difference, though, in rankings is that sometimes, not sometimes, is that we are assessing long-term upside is the biggest variable. So AJ, I think, has that higher long-term ceiling because of the overlap of his shot making, his scoring, and his positional size, just with the amount of pop he's shown in his game in the over the course of the last whatever it's been nine months. Uh, but to your point, I think I think Cam is the most reliable player in this class. I think his floor is the highest in this class. I know we're using a lot of that kind of scouting jargon now, but uh, Cam's a, a can't miss guy in my opinion. I don't know that that he's ever going to be the focal point of an NBA team. I'm not saying that anybody at this stage has that, but he's someone who I think is going to play uh, at the highest levels of this game for a long, long time. He's so mature. He's so smart. He's so reliable. So I agree with you that this is a race that is going to go on well into the spring in the grassroots circuit and potentially beyond that as we see how these two players continue. I'll, to even, I'll even add one more thing to that. Sorry yeah. to cut you off, but. Uh, when you're looking at it too, I would say Cameron has more of a killer instinct um, mm. to him than AJ does at this stage. Um, AJ is really kind of, uh, at, at least this high school season from what it's looked like, he's really operating in a glue guy connector role, just impacting the game all over the court, but not necessarily taking over the game in, in some instances, uh, in, in some instances where you'd like him to, whereas Cameron, he's got that killer mentality where uh, he gets faced up against any sort of competition. He wants to go out there and take your uh, and just rip your throat out. Um, and so uh, that's one area that, that I've kind of noticed this past year. But again, we still got another year and a half to this. And I, I don't disagree with having AJ over him right now. It's just me. This is a very tight race. And yeah, there's been nights where I've watched Cameron. I'm like, 
he's the number one player. And then there's other nights where I watch AJ and I'm like, huh, can't give it to Cameron just yet. So this is going to be a fun one to monitor, especially this spring and summer. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with everything you just said. But now let's take a look at this class as a whole. We have um, two players with star power at the top, but only 11 players in five-star status right now. And quite frankly, I think we have some among that group and certainly more among the top 50 who are going to reclassify to 2024 before this is all said and done. Now, earlier this week, we were we were saying that that 2024 class is better than we initially projected. Is it too early to make any kind of statement about just how good this, this 2025 group is? Or what do we know about this group so far? I think we can start drawing um, some better opinions, maybe not necessarily conclusions at this point, because there's still so much to play out. But from looking back to other classes at this same stage, this kind of this class is starting to pan out to be kind of weak. It's a, it's a bit of an odd class. The top five is very, very strong. But then there's a very large drop off. And honestly, I've said this behind closed doors as we're having these meetings. If it were up to me, I would probably even trim down this 11 five star list that we have right now, I'd probably cut it down a little bit. Maybe not necessarily rip way stars, but maybe wish we had started off smaller and gradually built uh, built it out and, and still have this down to about seven, eight, five-star players, which again would be, is already historically low, would be really, really low. Um, so there's all that to say too, there's a lot of potential for movement in this class, especially as we get into the spring and summer um not i would say there's not a lot of guys that are established in their current rankings again outside this top five six or seven um there can be a lot of fluctuation in these coming months and so it's going to be very interesting to see so darren peterson and darius acuff in, in my opinion the two best guards in the class i think both of those guys have true star potential koa pete the totality of his body of work ever since he got into high school basketball. We remember the numbers he put up in 3SSB as just a freshman with Compton Magic. Caleb Wilson is a guy who you have kind of championed his cause over the years, and I agree. He's got the kind of two-way versatility that could really pop in today's game if he ever puts it together uh, consistently and, and just, just gets it all to click. Um, Isaiah Harwell's a guy who unfortunately just went down with an injury, but he was a big guard making some nice strides. I think, though, we, this is the calm before the storm. We're going to see a lot of things change in the coming months, both in regards to reclassification. And also the fact of the matter is it is a lot easier for us to evaluate more prospects more often during the spring than it is in the winter. The amount of guys we see in one weekend in the spring is just 5x what it is. Uh, during a weekend in, in the winter. And that's not to say anything about high school versus AAU. It's just it's just math. We see a lot more guys per weekend uh, in the spring than we do the winter. So you can bet there's going to be a lot of movement um, in the coming months as we get into the spring. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Trav, last question I have for you. We've talked a lot about Cameron Boozer, uh, but he's just one player in this class who has uh, quite impressive bloodlines. I mean, let's talk about some of the NBA players and, and Hall of Famers, whether it's 
current or future that have sons in this class. We've got LeBron James. We've got Carmelo Anthony. We've got Dominique Wilkins. We've got, we talked about um, Boozer. We've got Jermaine O'Neal. He's got a son in this class who's an excellent player. So all these players that fans are particularly interested in because of the bloodlines, who are you most interested in or impressed with? Let, let's put it that way. Who are you most impressed with among that group so far? Uh, most impressed with just from a raw talent perspective is and has been Jacob Wilkins, the son, of course, of Dominique Wilkins. He's already off the board and headed to play for his father's alma mater at Georgia. Um, and this is a six, seven, six foot eight, extremely athletic wing that has yet to even start tapping into his physical upside. He is still rail thin. I watched him just a few weeks ago, rail thin. Again, extremely athletic, but has a lot of versatility and upside as a personal defender and slasher in the, in the half court. He's shown some flashes of shot making and passing, but still, as we were saying about Caleb Wilson, not it hasn't all come together and clicked for him just yet. And so he's one, uh, just from a raw talent perspective, he kind of pops off the page. But then now here in a couple months, it's going to be very interesting to see if all this stuff really starts coming together for him. Because if it does, he could be a top 10 player in the class. Um, and another one I, I, that I'm going to be very curious to see, I didn't get to see him this high school season, but I will be curious to see the progress of Bryce James. It's hard to go uh, without mentioning him. He's uh, When you compare him to Bronny, I would say, uh, throughout high school, go back to Bronny's earlier years, and he really wasn't very productive out on the court. Now I will say he was more impactful than Bryce has been so far throughout his high school career. Uh, but Bryce is bigger, longer, um, and it's also shown some signs of ability to make shots. So um, I personally didn't get to see him this high school season, um, but we'll be very curious to see um, what he does this spring and summer on the AU circuit. Yeah, and we know these are, are some of the prospects the fans are most interested in because of the, the connections to their dad. Uh, I think lots of times, and I know you agree with this, it's really hard because you want to recognize their potential and monitor their progress, but at the same time, not hold them, um, tie them to to the accolades of their parents. But all of these kids individually have the talent to justify uh, being monitored, being monitored on a, on a national level. It's going to be really interesting to see how they continue to pan out. Remember, this is a 2025 class that we are telling you where things stand right now, but we are expecting major changes in the coming months. So to check out everything, get a full stock of all the storylines, all the rankings, all the major themes of this class, make sure you visit 247sports.com right now. And you can see more content here on the 247 Sports channel.